Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 46th week of 2021. We are activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. And Pam's going to tell us all about the week starting Monday, the 15th of November. And I'll see you on the other side with our meditation. So, Pam, what's in store? I know it's certainly getting colder up here in the um, northeast of the United States of America. Yes, well, it's getting colder where I am too. I'm, I'm in the northern hemisphere, even though I'm more south than you. But it's still quite pleasant where I am. So the 15th, that moon is in the sign of Aries. And those of you who were listening last week know that I had done the setup of uh, Sunday before. So what's going on on Monday is that we can be experiencing a lot of dynamic kind of hot energy that wants to do what it wants to do. And if you're a fire sign or someone with a lot of cardinal planets, so fire signs, Leo, Aries, Sagittarius, uh, cardinal signs are uh, Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, Libra. As this moon books through your horoscope, and also, let's say you have Mars in Aries or something like that. So it's not necessarily just your sun sign or your moon sign or rising sign. Some, it, it, it's always good to know where the moon is traveling in your personal horoscope. So there's 12 houses in a horoscope, and they indicate different areas of life. And when the moon is moving through whatever area of life it's moving through, that tends to be what your focus is. Doesn't mean that, okay, let's say it's moving through the house of relationship. And it doesn't mean that your focus isn't on your home or your work, if that's what you're doing. But when the moon travels through a certain house, it is activating that house. It's as though there's more emotional charges going on with wherever that area of life is for us. So you might be very focused on your work, but if the moon is moving through your seventh house, house of relationship, uh, something may be going on with your partner, or if you don't have a partner, you may be thinking about, hmm, I'd really like a partner, or boy, am I glad I don't have a partner. So <laughs> the moon shows us 
where our emotional energy is directed when it's traveling through whatever area it is in our personal horoscope. And if it's triggering something, then of course that becomes bigger. So as an overall emotional weather on Monday, it's a bit of a challenging day because there is that moon as it travels is going through some geometric pictures that indicate something may feel hard or it may feel challenging or there may be a lot in front of us. Like there's so much going on. Where do we focus? What do we do? And that's why it behooves us to have kind of laid out our plan the day before or a couple of days before so that we stay on track, that we put that Aries energy into this is what I'm moving towards or where the motion is. And when the confrontation or the power struggle or the issue comes up, I will have my feet planted on the ground and I will deal with it because it's going to pass. Sometimes what happens when we're going through a challenge, we think or we get seduced or we're so in the moment that we can't see beyond it. And what's useful is to know that whatever comes up on Monday into late morning Tuesday, this is something that you can face, look at clear-eyed, and move through. It's not really helpful to get locked in a repetitive dance with it. If you find yourself saying, well, this is how I think, and your partner or whomever responds with, well, what about this? And you've had this conversation 50 times. It's valuable to respond with something other than what you have always said historically. Because if you don't do it, the other person might. And it's best to be, again, feet on the ground and deal with what comes up in ways that allow you a sense of, okay, I can navigate these waters because I must. The moon goes void, of course, at 10.51 a.m. on Tuesday, times I give her Eastern time, and you can adjust that. And once the moon is void, of course, it doesn't enter the next sign, Taurus, until 9.18 p.m. So basically late morning, afternoon, into basically later evening, we have a void, of course, moon in the sign of Aries. So we want to move through piles of stuff that have been feeling a little stuck to us. We can purge. We can do exercise that uh, our body is used to. It really is helpful to feel a sense of motion 
at this period in time so that uh, frustration doesn't build. And then once the moon enters Taurus, now we're basically heading towards um, we're heading towards a period when we can look at and come to terms with what is it that we want to see and reflect on in ways that allow us a sense of I can make this happen now. And I, let me explain that. Because with the moon in Taurus, we are moving towards that full moon eclipse that happens in the wee hours of Friday the 19th. So the full moon eclipse is very dynamic and it calls to attention the need to allow the process of transformation so that we can manifest what it is we most desire. The trick is, see, Moon and Taurus, we can be very attached to ways that things have been. It's like this the way it is. It's always been this way. I know the change is ahead, but I don't know what it looks like. So let me hold on to this. Um, not really a good game plan for ultimate transformation. So over the next couple of days, um, the evening of the 16th, we can go to bed. We can think in terms of what was my intention at that Scorpio new moon? What is it I want to be in the process of making happen? And how do I release and surrender to the best way that it can manifest because I don't know whatever I've been attached to or thought was the best way or how this might transpire isn't necessarily what's going to bring about or create my highest good or the highest good for all people involved. So therefore, I want to release attachment to how I think it should be and allow the process of becoming. So Wednesday, Thursday can present to you Wednesdays when it's kind of like, oh, okay, are you up to the task? How committed are you? to whatever this is that you want to make happen or have unfold. And it's not just you. I mean, you may be highly committed to it, but maybe someone you were very attached to working with needs to be better vetted. And if that person isn't going to like come forward, do their due diligence, show up on time, then once again, the attachment to having that person being on board needs to release. Now, this eclipse that we're heading towards last happened in 2002. So for some of us, we're going to remember fall of 2002, maybe not while I'm talking about it now, as a point in time 
when certain things happened. And for others, we're working with the energy. And it's always good to work with the energy that's right in front of you. But the other thing that might happen on Wednesday is that in the evening, we might confront some anger. It might be coming up within ourselves or it might be um, someone in our life just kind of blows up or has a tantrum. And, you know, obviously, if it's a two year old, well, okay, that's something you work with. If it's a 45 year old, well, let's talk about it. Let's let's diffuse it and see where we're at. And if it's happening within you, what is it? that isn't being answered for you emotionally how do you how do you ask the hard questions or peel off the layers that may allow those heartfelt wishes or desires to come to manifestation because sometimes what happens is we're in our own way We are in our own way of allowing the unfolding to occur. And this is happening globally because this is the configuration in the sky that I'm just talking about in a planetary weather kind of thing. But for some of us, we are being affected by it because it's triggering or touching personal points in our horoscope. And again, where is the planet? No, rather, where is the sign of Taurus in your personal horoscope? Because that's what's going to be lit by this eclipse. On Thursday, the 18th, a lot of the biggest conflicts that we may have confronted are starting to ebb. There still may be some conversations, some challenges that may come up with neighbors or siblings or anyone that we're in dialogue with that we have to work through some kinks or conversations. And what's really important is we want to choose what our focus is as we get to this point of revelation and the the light coming in. November 19th on Friday at 3.57 a.m. is when the lunar eclipse occurs. So some of us, depending on where we are on the planet, may actually see this eclipse if we're up at 3.57 a.m. Eastern time. (laughs) And It occurs at 27 Taurus, 14 minutes. So if you know your horoscope and the degrees, anything that's at 27 and change, 28 degrees, is being directly affected or influenced by this eclipse. And if you think back to 2002, this is a personal experience for you. It's not just something that's occurring that gives you a revelation or information, but it's something dynamic that's really going to bring something to light. And what we want to remember is that that moon in Taurus is being lit by the Scorpio sun. 
Wow. So the Scorpio sun is intent on bringing in transformation, that life is about going through the the extreme processes of what it is that makes us feel alive. So it's birth, death, survival, um, investment, uh, transformations that are unbelievable. And that's what's infusing, lighting up that moon in Taurus. And the moon in Taurus is about, this is what feels comfortable. This is where I'm in my zone. These are the textures, tastes, and solid things that make me feel so connected to the earth. And yet, it's being lit up by this sense of transformation. All the full moons are about how do we integrate this disparate energy? How do we integrate it? Scorpio that thrives on the sense of feeling a bit uncomfortable to create the the transformation for the butterfly to push out of the chrysalis as opposed to Taurus that looks for comfort, safety, sameness. Wow, what a combination, right? So (laughs) that's where we're at. That's what we're at at this threshold of so much dynamic change that's going on on the planet. So anyway, more about that at uh, perhaps as I go into the eclipse that happens in December as well. But um, but reflect on 20, no, 2002. So the moon enters Gemini at 9.33 a.m. on the morning of the 19th. So those early morning hours when the eclipse has has ebbed and, and is quieting, we are in this place that really has so much to do with integrating the polarities. And as you all know, we are in these extreme strobe light times where there is so much resistance to integrating you know it's like some people are to the left some people are to the right some people are over here some people are over there it's these this hard line way of of creating walls and it's it's absurd actually because we're in the last decan of Pluto and Capricorn. So we can build as many walls as we want. 
we can resist the inevitable as much as we choose to. But nonetheless, everything is dissolving. What had been heretofore considered status quo, the way things are, is in the crystallization of change. And so part of the human reaction to being confronted with this is to is to tighten the divisions. So we can reflect on that and soften. And when the moon enters Gemini, we're in this lovely weekend of really talking, relating, connecting. Wow, what happened to you with that eclipse? (laughs) Not necessarily that that's what you're going to talk about, but there's a lightness that comes in, a playfulness, a willingness to connect and, and get a sense of where are the opportunities and how do I take them on? And Saturday, we may find ourselves in some conversations that are, wow, this is a little out of my comfort zone, or can I really go over there? And yes, you can. You can, because so much about this, this whole period we're in, so much about this is deepening our understanding of listening, that it's not so important to be the person in front of the room, the person spouting information, the celebrity that's got the light on or the the Instagram followers or um, that everyone is following. It's more about how good are we at listening? How good are we receiving? And how good are we integrating information that comes in so that everyone gets more. Saturday the 21st, the high opportunity period to really get in the juices of this energy is in like wee hours pre-dawn into when the moon goes void, of course, at 10.52 a.m. So opportunities, connections can be coming in this morning, even if it's just kind of psychic or mental or things that you want to capture and consider for later. Once the moon is void, of course, it doesn't enter cancer until 10.33 p.m. So that's basically almost 12 hours of a void moon in Gemini. I would just have a lot of fun this day. I would play. I would be in nature. I would just chill. And when the moon goes into cancer, the best thing to do with this evening is get comfortable and have a really good night's sleep. And now I turn it over to Susie. 
I love it when Pam says chill to us. Like we <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I go back over my notes for the week and I'm feeling like, oh, my gosh, I really need to chill. And I just kind of look at my notes and I say, okay, Pam's given me permission. I can go and chill tonight. <laughs> Good. So maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one that takes it absolutely word for word, but um, I find that it's very helpful when I do. So... <laughs> Recommend that to all of our listeners out there. Okay, let's jump into our meditation. And as we do, just feel yourself settling in, finding that comfortable spot that you can just hold still in for 10 minutes. And just a a couple of words about uh, meditation. If you are new to meditation, for some of us, it's very hard to sit still, so just do what you can. But the the best position is to be sitting with a nice straight back. So I invite everyone now just to take a place of stillness while we start our meditation and just feel yourself present and aware And let's start to create some openness, some space for us from all of the worry and all of the busyness and perhaps if we're in physical pain or emotional pain, that's creating a lot of contraction in the body, in the mind, in the spirit. So let's just take this few minutes just to open up and to experience the space. Literally seeing ourselves full of space. So instead of looking at your body and seeing it as dense and as solid, made up of Uh, organs and flesh and bones and blood. Let's just go down to an even deeper level, like you're going down a microscope, peering down the microscope and you're looking at the cells of your body. And then as you increase the magnification, if you have a super-duper strong microscope, now you're going down to look at the atomic level. And we see the atoms that make up the cells, that make up the body, that make up the you, the me, the I. And as you're looking at the atoms, seeing that the atoms are made up of tiny, tiny, tiny particles that are zooming around, but really there's just a lot of space. And if we continue to go in deeper and deeper, looking at these very small so-called pieces of our reality, we find that really there's just space. And that we are 
essentially just space. We might appear, experience and see ourselves as dense as this is our reality. But this is a particular frequency, a particular way that we're seeing the world. So let's just change that view from seeing 3D reality to seeing a more expansive, more dynamic view. And allow ourselves to see now that reality as open space. And experience that open space, feel it. No matter where you are now or where you've come from, just visualize for yourself that you're in a giant room or in a giant meadow. Or if you'd like to be in the water, in a giant ocean. And there's nobody near you. And it's not scary, it's not lonely, it's just spacious. There's all of this room for you, for you to be yourself, for you to really spread out and not be restricted by anything. by culture or religion or society, by rules and regulations, no fears. And in fact, there's nothing at all restricting you, not even your body. And just feel that opening and start to experience the relaxation within your body of the muscles relaxing. Of the thoughts relaxing. Of all of the concepts, all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom that we have, just feel that all relaxing. And in all of that space, we are making room. We're making lots of room for ourselves so that we can invite transformation and change. So that we can have a great big open space that has no precepts of reality or fear or restriction, but an open space for us to bring in 
whatever is needed now for transformation, for change. What happens when there are no restrictions? What happens when the world is your oyster or when the multiverse is there for you to experience? What happens that we can really expand? When we're no longer locked into ancient and perhaps no longer useful ways of thinking to packages that we might have been carrying from lifetime to lifetime or just some DNA that's been coming down our family line? What happens when we really take mind over matter, when we allow for this divine spirit that we are to be present in a multidimensional way? Are we ready to really experience more? Are we ready to really step into our innate power to bring about transformation, not only for ourselves, but for all beings everywhere, so that everyone can live without suffering and in peace? And we are ready to bring that about through our prayers, through our intentions, through our way of thinking, through our way of being here now on this planet. We open our hearts, our minds, we create space and more space. And as we do this, taking a few deeper breaths, and as we're ready, gently, ever so gently, opening our hearts even more, and as we're ready, gently opening our eyes and bringing this openness to the world around us in every way. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Thanks, Pam. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.